1: Well, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, This podcast is a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. And so if you found us through those fine folks, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Uh, My name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host for the show, as well as the lead correspondent over at the AHL Report. And I am joined in the studio each and every week by our... President, founder, and editor in chief, and just all around great guy. That's uh, Rick Stevens. How you doing?
0: Doing great. That was a lovely, lovely intro, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. What do I get?
0: <laughs> That's, see now that <laughs> that just spoils no, the whole thing.
1: Come on, I was, I'm joking. Uh, okay, joking. How are you today? Lovely, great, wonderful. That sounds about right. <laughs> it's one of those weeks, and it's only Tuesday, so. Yay. Uh, But we have some exciting things to talk about today, uh, and that would be the, you know, get out the trumpets. The Laval Rocket has clinched their very first ever playoff spot in the Calder Cup playoffs in franchise history. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, what got them there, um, how they got there. What's been going on with them recently, what the consequences of what's been going on with them in the division is and how this new uh, AHL playoff format is going to work so that you kind of get yourself mentally prepared for what to expect once the regular season ends since the Laval Rockets. Are going to the dance, so um, we're going to talk about all of that, uh, and uh, also going to get you caught up on some great things that are happening on some of our uh, other platforms that you might have missed, and uh, we'll get you all set for the final week of the regular season for the Laval Rocket, and it's going to be uh, it's it's basically nail biter all week uh, because even though they've made it uh, made the playoffs, there's still some things to play for, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that here in a bit. Sound like fun? Sounds great. Um, but first, before we get to that, we do uh, want to pay homage to Guy Lafleur. Um, as Montreal fans and hockey fans, uh, not only across Canada and the U.S., but really around the world, uh, have all felt and been affected by the news from late last week that uh, Guy Lafleur uh, has passed away. Um and It's been incredible to to watch the the outpouring of support from hockey fans and the hockey community all across the world. Uh, the All Habs Facebook page, of course, has been um, just, Rick, it's been inundated with people talking about memories and favorite moments and so forth and just things they want to remember about the flower. Um, you can, of course, if you want to join that conversation, go to Facebook.com slash All Habs. Uh, um, and even just watching... Teams across the NHL uh, commemorate Gee uh, before games in their their respective arenas and so forth. And then Rick, uh, finally, the Canadians were able to have a home game uh, over the weekend where they were able to honor Guy Lafleur, and it was a it was a poignant moment to be sure.
0: Uh, the home game on Sunday night, uh, fittingly against the Boston Bruins, given that. Uh, Guy Lafleur played such a, a pivotal role when those teams, um, uh, two teams met, um, especially back in the, in the seventies when he was a part of that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, a beautiful ceremony, pregame ceremony. Um, and uh, the, the Canadians with uh, their number 10 patches on uh, the uh, Guy Lafleur's teammates in the building, in the Bell Centre and, and um, and a little bit different. Um, back in the 70s, the boards were not filled with uh, advertising the way they are now, and so the the boards were returned uh, to a natural state, and then with uh, uh, markings uh, to uh, uh, add to the tribute uh, to Guy Lafleur. Um, all in all, a, 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 a lovely night pre uh, pregame uh, the Canadians didn't quite come through <laughs> no, once no. the game started uh, but uh, yeah it was it was a, a real nice tribute and and you know this this show is about prospects um, and uh, as was as was mentioned many time uh, one of the greatest uh, prospects uh, and, and performances uh, in uh, junior hockey in the QMJHL was Guy Lafleur and and his two seasons that he spent with Quebec Ramparts and uh, totaling 170 points in 56 games in his first year, and 209 points, including 130 goals, in 62 games in his final year.
1: Is that all? <laughs> is that all really? Um, yes. Uh, very, very poignant. And and of course the the honors are going to continue. Uh, he is going to lie in state uh, at the Bell Center. Um, as they did with Jean Beliveau as well. Uh, and uh, and his funeral will be held in Montreal uh, this week as well. Um, uh, next week, excuse me. Um, really, uh, as you mentioned, this show is about prospects, so we're not going to go too in-depth on everything, all of the emotions, all of the history, and, and the impact of Guy Lafleur on this show. But that's also because you and Michael Spinella and Chris G did a tremendous job already doing that on Saturday uh, on the Canadians Connection podcast. And so I would like to invite people to, if you missed that show, head over to CanadiansConnection.fm. It was 24 hours after the news had come out about Guy Lafleur's passing uh, that Rick and Michael Spinella and Chris G all got together and put out a very, very special episode of the Canadians Connection podcast talking about uh, Guy Lafleur and his history and his impact in the hockey community and in Montreal and in communities all across Quebec. So I invite you to check that out
0: we as you said the, the reactions were fresh um, we're each coming at the um, at, at the news with from very different perspectives uh, Michael Chris and myself uh, and we also had some audio from another team member Brian, Brian Clark That's who right. um, uh, as a boy, uh, saw Guy Lafleur in the Montreal forum. So, um, we had his comments as well. So it's, it's, uh, looking at, um, his life, his career, um, from all different perspectives and maybe, maybe one that you haven't heard before. So, uh, head to the Canadians FM. Great. Uh, yes, it was a,
1: and, and I, 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 should have mentioned that that Brian uh, also had some comments as well. And I thought that was a nice touch uh, to have him join the show with with his thoughts uh, and memories as well. So for today, uh, our uh, our focus is really the Laval Rocket. Uh, some good news for for the Canadiens franchise in what's been a, a very, I mean, disappointing is an understatement uh, season for Montreal. Um, but the Laval Rocket uh, is is giving Habs fans something else to be excited about for the very first time in franchise history. They have clinched a playoff spot, and some that might make some people say, "Well, what? What really?" Well, keep in mind, Laval is really only about five years old. Um, yes, the Canadians have had an AHL affiliate for you know, years and years and years and years and years. But the Laval Rocket franchise is only five years old. They had a, a pretty dismal first couple of seasons. Um, and then with COVID happening in the last two years, there has not been Calder Cup playoffs for the last two years, including last season when uh, the Rocket were at the top of the division and playing very well, despite... uh being at the top of the division to end the season, there still wasn't any pl- postseason, so they didn't qualify for playoffs. So yes, this is indeed the first time in the franchise's history that they've qualified for the postseason. Um, but Rick, they didn't—they um, didn't necessarily clinch that playoff spot in the most uh, straightforward way. I guess we can say they right. had a chance a couple of times to take it themselves, but uh, didn't it didn't work out that way?
0: Kind of backed into—they uh, kind of backed into this, given that. Uh, Other teams were losing, and that was the reason that they gained the spot rather than going out and winning it outright.
1: That's right. Uh, In fact, they had two opportunities last week that if they had won, they would have clinched a a playoff spot. And uh, we're going to talk about the fact in in a few minutes that they didn't do that in either of those those occasions. In fact, it was the Rochester Americans – uh, who lost twice to Cleveland? Who's unbelievable? Been, it's yeah. just bizarre, um, and so Rochester losing twice over the weekend to the Cleveland Monsters is what catapulted uh, both Laval and Belleville with both clinched a playoff spot due to Rochester losing those two games. So, um, so kind of a kind of a really. Bizarre way of doing things, but I think that uh, Laval and all of their fans are happy with it nonetheless, no matter how it happened. Um,
0: but all of a sudden, they they have scoring difficulties.
1: Exceptionally. They scored three goals all week last week.
0: And it, uh, fascinating the way uh, it happened, that in each game, they scored one goal in the first period. And then, um, then gave up unanswered goals uh, after that. Um, Four
1: unanswered goals on Monday against Belleville. Five unanswered goals from Toronto and Syracuse on Friday and Saturday.
0: And uh, on, let me see if I get this this right. Against the Marlies and against Syracuse, it was Joel Teasdale that scored first. Both nights. Both nights. And then, then bo- the Crunch and the Marlies uh, filled in the rest. Absolutely so, uh, bizarre.
1: Uh, Very bizarre, very not what J.F. Wool is is looking for uh, out of his team coming down the stretch of the last two weeks of the regular season. Um, Only scoring three times all week, as you say. The power play has reverted to being invisible. Uh, Combination Friday night and Saturday night between the games with Toronto and Syracuse, I believe the Rocket went 0 for 9, On the power play, I think they were 0-6 for on Friday night against Toronto and 0-3, for I believe, uh, on on Saturday against Syracuse. That, we've talked about that before. The power play has been an issue at other points in the season. It had started to kind of get some life back into it and was starting to produce again, but it fell apart completely this week. And again, that is not going to be acceptable heading into the postseason if they want to make a deep run at all. Um, the other things that were kind of, you know, the Toronto loss on Friday night was on home ice. It was basically Quebec night. That was the night that they were wearing the special, uh, Fleur de Lis jerseys. It was, you know, and it was the, you know, they had a tribute night for Guy Lafleur because he had the news of his passing had just come that morning. Uh, the place was sold out. It was packed. It was. It was, I mean, the fans were just absolutely going nuts. And to lose 5-1 was bad enough. Lose 5-1, and they lost Kevin Waugh and Cedric Paquette to injury in that game. Neither one of them finished the game. Um, Brandon Zinyak actually uh, left the game temporarily because he was sick. Came, and I guess came back to the game and kind of got through it. Um... So not very good. Cedric Pacquet, Kevin Waugh both uh, did not travel or play against Syracuse, so we don't know yet how serious those injuries are. So they who knows if we're gonna be if, if, if the team is going to be without them this week. We know Lucas Vedemo has been seen on crutches and was going to have an MRI. So uh, he's another, um, you know, experienced player that they're missing right now. Uh, Rick, it's 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 a little shaky heading into the last week here.
0: Corey Schooneman back, um, yeah. which is helpful.
1: Uh, it is. <laughs> on the positive side. On the positive side. Um, the interesting thing, though, too, was so they lose. A, it was it had to have been such a deflating loss uh, against the Marleys at home on Friday night. Then they have to board a bus that night, drive the four plus hours to Syracuse. And in the series, the season series with Syracuse, um, and it it's now continued to be true as of Saturday night as well. Um, Whoever is the home team in that seat in that series, this season has been the winner. Um, And so Syracuse won again on Saturday night. Here's the kicker. They play Syracuse one more time this week and it's in Syracuse again. Mm. Um, So history, not on their side there. That script. They need to. Um, And The key here is, okay, they played three games last week. They lost all three games. Syracuse played a 3-3 and last weekend. They played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they won all three of those games. Doing that allowed them to leapfrog Laval. Laval has held on to second place in the North Division for weeks now. And because of those three losses, they lost hold. They lost their grip on second place. Syracuse took it over. And extended the gap between them and Laval, who's now in third with with their Sunday win as well. Um, and so now Laval is in third place with the Belleville Senators three thousandths of a point behind them in fourth. Just a whisper away. Um, and so it it's going to be a dicey week.
0: Very. Yeah, very much so.
1: Yeah. Um, so why why do we mention that? Why, you know, we're saying, okay, um, they've clinched a playoff spot, so what's the big deal? Um, well, the big deal is what position are they going to finish the regular season? Because um, it's not just about seeding to see who their opponent is. There is a new playoff format for the AHL this season. And so what the way it works now is that, Instead of it just being teams one through four qualify and they start first round right away. Instead, they're taking teams one through five in the North Division. And for the first week, teams in first, second, and third place in the division will essentially get the, the equivalent of a bye for the first week. So they'll get a week off to rest and practice. While whatever two teams are in fourth and fifth place will have a best-of-three play-in round. And the winner of that best-in-three play-in round then takes the quote-unquote fourth spot in the division for the playoffs, and then the playoffs really start, where the team in fourth place plays the team in first place, and teams in second and third place play each other. So, Rick, I know that all sounds confusing, and it's... (laughs) It's a lot to wrap your head around, but it means that if, so Laval has now slipped to third place. There's a chance. We didn't think this a week ago, but now a week later, there is, there is a possibility that if things don't, if they don't write the ship, if they don't flip the script, they could find themselves slipping to fourth place and then they don't get that week by to start the playoffs. They're playing for their lives in a best of three play in round.
0: It's it's going to be uh, this week. Um, you're going to be scoreboard watching. Oh yeah, w- watching, watching not only uh, what Laval's doing, but also Belleville, also the Toronto Marlies, uh, also Syracuse. Um, Syracuse is is um, they're playing out of the division. Uh, they play Providence and Wilkes-Barre Scranton uh, before playing Laval in that final game that you talked about um but otherwise uh, Laval uh, Toronto and Belleville play each other mm-hmm. uh, Toronto's going to decide this uh, because they play Laval twice and uh, Belleville once um, in in Belleville's final Belleville only has one game left so um, it, it'll be interesting to see if if they're able to remain where they where they are or are bumped uh, bumped down Um Yeah, it's you're going to be there. It's going to be changing positions every single night.
1: And I really think it's going to come down to Saturday night's game in Syracuse before before positioning is actually solidified. Um, The other divisions aren't quite as as fluid as the north is. It's kind of been that way all season, but it really is literally going to come down to the last minute to see where everyone is going to end up. Um, Now, here's a kicker for you, Rick. All right. So they've got two they've got three exceptionally important games to play this week now. I mean, mm-hmm. you could essentially say the playoffs have begun for Laval because that's how important these games are for them to win. Sure. Um and that's likely the intensity that Jaeful and the coaching staff are going to attack practice and so forth this week. Um they play Toronto as you said twice. It's back-to-back nights on Wednesday and Thursday. Um the regular season is actually supposed to be done by now, but the three games that they're playing this week are all makeup games from COVID postponements. So they're playing Wednesday, Thursday in a back-to-back series against the Toronto Marlies at home at Place Bell. But we don't know if Caden Primo is going to be there for any of them. With Carrie Price. Um, sitting out now we're not quite sure there's a big question mark as to whether or not uh he's been pushed a little too far too soon or what it is but Caden Primo is on emergency recall to Montreal we know he's traveled with a team uh to New York for the game against the Rangers so we know that he's not going to be available for Laval's Wednesday night tilt against Toronto so that'll be Kevin Polan and that but the big question Rick is we don't know what Carey Price's status is going to be for Friday's game, so no one knows when Caden Primo is coming back.
0: Now, it's a little more complicated because uh, Lavelle, at this point, I think it's fair to say that they don't have a number one uh, goaltender. No, it, it was supposed to be Caden Primo, but um, he's had an okay season. But uh, Poulin's had a you know a season equal to to Caden Primo at at least. Um, so, but the, the concern is if, um, Poulain, who has been injured, uh, at times this season, uh, if he can handle that workload, if Primo is not able to return that, especially that back-to-back against a tough opponent like, uh, the Marlies.
1: Right. And that, and that will be the, que- the other question. So that'll be the first question is is will Caden Primo be available to be sent back down to Laval for Thursday night's game so that Poulan doesn't have to do a back-to-back, which he did do uh, last week um, or the week prior. Sorry, two weeks ago. The other question then, though, is with the Canadian season ending on Friday, obviously it means Caden Primo is available to be sent then back for Saturday's game in Syracuse. But we were talking before the show, and you even mentioned but would you start him that night? He hasn't played <laughs> he hasn't in over played a week for a
0: while. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be he's he's practicing with with the Canadians. Uh, not playing. He won't play. Uh, he's there um, just in a backup role. Um, so yeah, can you trust him in that final game against Syracuse? If um, <laughs> if a position your position in the playoffs is on the line,
1: a lot at stake, a lot of decisions to be made. I think it's safe to say it's gonna be a pretty um, exciting week of hockey for Laval Rocket fans. Um, and we're gonna have coverage for you every step in the way a step of the way at the AHL report. Uh, you're gonna to wanna to be sure to bookmark AHLreport.com and follow at the AHL Report on Twitter. We're gonna bring you all of uh, every every moment of everything that happens and keep you apprised as to what's happening. Uh, it's gonna be pretty exciting. Yeah,
0: you better be following that that uh, Twitter account at the AHL report, because uh, there's going to be a lot happening, and uh, you're going to want to know what is going on with the the Laval Rocket.
1: For sure. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to uh, let you know and and confirm for you exactly when that coverage is happening this week, as well as some things happening on some of our other platforms here at Rocket Sports. Uh, And also, speaking of those Toronto Marlies, some pretty big uh, news that came out for them this week that we do want to pass along as well. So uh, stay with us. You are listening to the Press Own podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just one dollar on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We are so glad that you're with us here today. Once again, my name is Amy Johnson, your host of the show, joined by my co-host Rick Stevens. Uh, As we mentioned in the last segment, of course, make sure you're following on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can also find Rick on Twitter at allhabs. And you can find me at Flyers Rule. Uh, always happy to hear from our uh, listeners, so be sure to follow along with us. Uh, also, be sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If uh, if you're a new listener, uh, we uh, we publish a podcast every Tuesday, uh, so if you're not already subscribed, just uh, look down on your podcast platform, hit that subscribe button. We don't ever want you to miss an episode, particularly as the playoffs start to ramp up here. Uh, and also, uh, if you could share this podcast, that would be most helpful. Uh, we certainly want to spread the news far and wide around the, the uh, Montreal Canadiens fan community Uh, that this is the place to go for all of your credentialed Laval Rocket news. Uh, So hit that share button and share this podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever your favorite platform is for social media. We would appreciate it. Uh, Before we uh, get you cued in on what days you can expect the rocket coverage this week and and some other exciting things we've got going on, uh, Rick, we were just talking about the Toronto Marlies and how they're basically going to kind of decide – the positioning uh, a little bit of of the rest of the North division here to wrap up the regular season. Um, They've had some exciting news this week uh, when it was announced that they've signed a two year AHL contract with none other than goaltender Dryden McKay.
0: Dryden McKay, uh, the Hobie Baker winner, this year's uh, Hobie Baker winner uh, for the NCAA. Not only that, he was the Hobie Baker runner-up last year, the runner-up to Cole Caulfield. Um, so th- this is a quality goaltender. He's mm. had an unbelievable career um, NCAA career uh, with um, Minnesota, Minnesota State University of Mankato, the Mavericks, um, just stunning numbers. He set all kinds of NCAA records. Um, and uh, you would think that he would have a long line outside his door uh, for teams, uh, anxious to uh, to sign him mm-hmm. to an NHL contract. Well, yeah. um, there was a bit of concern, a little bit of concern about his size. Um, um, most NHL teams like goaltenders, you know, starting in the six foot two range, he's uh, smallish for a goaltender at only six feet, um, 185 pounds thereabouts. Um uh, but still he's he's uh, very athletic, um, uh, very uh, a good positional goaltender, um and as I said, um, a winner of the Hobie Baker award. However, he ran into a bit of trouble um in uh, that he was uh, a, a week or so ago, Elliot Friedman reported that Dryden McKay, who's uh, uh, was named after Ken Dryden, by the way, um, was had been sanctioned uh, and received a six month sanction um, because of uh, anti doping failing uh, a doping test, which sounds terrible. And um, you know, I'm I'm. I'm all for an even playing field. we We both are. Uh, we 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 hate uh, anyone who's, you know, whether it's Ben Johnson or Carl Lewis or whoever it was back in the day, uh, looking for the un, unfair advantage. We appreciate that uh, they are r- rather strict. And, and, uh, and trying to even the playing field these days. And, and for Dryden McKay, um, he was uh, supposed to be going to the Olympics uh, this spring. And so there he was subject to testing and they found a banned substance minute amount in his system, which was puzzled everybody because he's not that kind of person. Um, so they, uh, they did an investigation um, he hired a, a, a team to, to look into it, and they did testing and found out uh, that. Listen, he's, he's a very uh, conscientious, responsible guy, and um, when the, the big Omicron wave hit, he wanted to be sure to, uh, to, to uh, build his immune system so that he would uh, he wouldn't be subject to mistime time or to. Uh, you know, infect his teammates. So he was, um, uh, and, and, and following recommendations of, of healthcare officials taking uh, extra vitamin D, some zinc, and quercetin, um, and all of which are immune bo- boosters. Well, apparently one of the supplements, the quercetin, um, had trace amounts of, of a substance called Osterin, um Which is Osterine, uh, which is which is a banned substance. Now, how much did he have in his system? Well, he had 22 trillionths of a gram in his system. Um, which is uh, which is not it's not much is not enough to do anything, and not enough to affect his performance. Uh, but. Um, the the Olympic uh, anti-doping agency has a zero policy, a zero tolerance uh, mm-hmm. policy on this substance. And so he wasn't able to, um, he wasn't able to to part- participate in the Olympics and uh, he received this uh, six month sanction. Um, so unfortunately, uh, that kind of, um, you know, dulls the shine a bit of of a wonderful, Uh, NCAA career which should have been the launch to uh, his pro career Um, I give full credit to the uh, Toronto Marley Toronto Maple Leafs organization for doing their due diligence uh, and signing him to first an AHL contract and then you know we'll see how things go um, where the Leafs are could uh, use a, a goaltender or two, um, and uh, and and he could be playing in the NHL. But but this is this is uh, not going to take effect until the fall.
1: Which I mean, I'm sure the rest of the teams in the North Division are breathing a sigh of relief about that because can you imagine if Laval played two games this week and Dryden McKay was backstopping the Marlies yeah. suddenly? Yeah. I mean, then we're uh, game changer um it's it is an unfortunate situation. I agree with you that um i am I am totally for the zero tolerance that you, you know no advantage to anyone, no matter what. Um, I wish in this case there could be an appeal process because this is an instance where it was obviously um not something that was done intentionally uh, for those who aren't familiar um in the United States, anything that's a that's considered a supplement, which is you know, a multivitamin or a vitamin D or in this case, the quercetin, anything that's a supplement isn't regulated by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, like medication is. And so unfortunately, um, there is a very high risk and high chance when you take any kind of vitamins or supplements um, that are purchased in the US, that there could be cross-contamination from other things that are made in the same manufacturing facility. And it's looking like That's what happened here, that some of his some of this substance that is on the banned list must have somehow cross contaminated the bottle of his supplements and which is which is why only very very minute trace amounts were showing up in his system but they were there nonetheless.
0: And and we should say that he cleared his supplements with his new the, the people who were uh, giving him a nutritional advice mm-hmm. um uh his tra- the the training staff to sh- to ensure that nothing was on the banned list. And all of the ingredients were, were cleared. But this was something that, as you said, cross-contamination was not supposed to be there. Right. Um, and to hit no fault of his own, no. um, they, it got into his system. And and I guess that's what really bothers me is because, uh, you know, he did nothing to violate the spirit of the regulations. Right. He wasn't cheating. He wasn't doping. He wasn't trying to gain an advantage uh, but unfortunately, uh, because of the policy, has to suffer the consequences.
1: That's right. So he'll be eligible to begin practicing uh, again at the towards the end of August, which means he we can expect to see him at uh, the Maple Leafs training camp likely in in September. Um, he cannot play in a game until I believe October 11th. So he'll start he'll start with the Marlies in October, um, and we'll all look forward to seeing. This year's Hobie Baker winner uh, and what he can what he can bring in the crease for the Toronto Toronto Marlies. So a a bit of an odd situation for sure. uh, But congratulations to Dylan McKay and the Toronto Marlies. Uh, It's it's uh, certainly a great signing uh, for the Toronto organization. Uh, so this coming week, uh, we've got three games to bring you at AHL Report uh, for the Laval Rocket. Uh, again, they are home on Wednesday and Thursday night at Place Bell against the Toronto Marlies. Um, our Chris G will be there uh, both nights uh, to do post game interviews. Uh, I'll be doing I'll be covering the game recap uh, on Wednesday night, and our Michael Spinella will be doing the game recap on Thursday night. Uh, one of your co-hosts for Canadians connection. And then Saturday, they wrap up the regular season with a road trip to Syracuse one more time. So be sure you're following at the AHL report, visit AHLReport.com. We'll have all the game recaps. We'll have post-game interviews and all sorts of things for you there to keep on top of things as we march on to the Calder cup playoffs. Um, Also over on our all Habs YouTube channel, uh, I host a weekly show there called Habs Hockey Report. It's a weekly look at what's going on with the Montreal Canadiens, the Laval Rocket, and plenty of fan interaction. Um, And if you missed last week's show, uh, you'll want to check that out. I, uh, it featured an exclusive one-on-one interview with Laval Rocket forward Nate Schnarr, who was the piece, uh, the asset who came back at the trade deadline from New Jersey uh, in exchange for Andrew Hammond, and so uh, sat down for a for a nice conversation uh, with Nate Schnarr, get to know get to know him a little bit. Um,
0: I like Nate. He's yeah. uh, He's just down to earth. He's, he really He's is. a hockey guy. He's a rink rat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just loves the game of hockey.
1: And he was, uh, you know, you can, his personality really comes through in this interview. I mean, he's just a, as you say, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. He loves to play the game. He loves hockey, but he takes his, he takes his role really seriously. And the first few years of his pro career weren't exactly easy because of the situations he found himself in uh, with teams that he was on. Uh, and so this year has been a bit of a renaissance for him, kind of harkening back to his junior hockey days where he had uh, put up some pretty impressive numbers uh, with uh, with the Guelph Storm. So, um, be sure to check that out youtube.com/allhabs. Make sure you subscribe to that because um, to that All Habs YouTube channel because Habs Hockey Report comes out every Thursday and this week you had an exclusive one-on-one interview last week. Well, guess what? You're getting one again this week. Uh, this Thursday, I am very pleased to welcome none other than Lucas Vedamo to the show uh, and uh, had a great conversation with Lucas uh, about all of the time that he has spent with the Canadians organization and, and his journey through his development in his early pro years, uh, talking about you know hockey back in Sweden when he was playing in the Swedish League. Um Lots of lots of good stuff. Lucas Vedemo is is a is another is another good guy. He's been through a lot. He's been he's one of the longest tenured members of the Laval Rocket, and uh, you won't want to miss that interview for sure.
0: Longest tenured, and and if you go back on our uh, the YouTube YouTube dot com slash All Habs, <laughs> you'll about I don't seven years ago when we first um, first 13? interviewed uh, uh, Lucas Vedemo, and and you can see how he has matured greatly since uh since that first interview
1: that's right we actually uh we i referenced that interview with lucas in in the interview for for this week's habs hockey report and he laughed he said i remember that interview it was a long time ago (laughs) it was when uh it was when he was playing uh he was trying to qualify for the world junior team for sweden um and so, we, and did he
0: not say that was his first interview in English?
1: I believe he's. I, yes, I think he said he laughed when he remembered the interview. He said, "I think that was my first ever English interview," um, and I think he was a little bashful about that. But uh, but no, it was it was a lot of fun. So yes, you'll find that way back in the archives on the All Habs YouTube channel. Uh, you'll find that interview in there. Uh, so be sure you subscribe to the channel YouTube.com/slash All Habs and uh, get ready for a great episode of Habs Hockey Report this coming Thursday. Um. Also, as we said at the, in the first segment, be sure you're subscribed to both this podcast and the Canadians Connection podcast. You can find that at CanadiansConnection.fm. And uh, Rick, we're just uh, kind of let's pop the popcorn, get ready for an exciting week. Uh, there's going to be a lot happening uh, with the Laval Rocket this week, and uh, we're pretty excited here at the AHL Report to bring it all to Laval Rocket and Montreal Canadiens fans.
0: There are going to be twists and turns. There, are, There's going to be stories to be told. So uh, make sure you're following along.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. We're so glad you're here with us each and every week here at the Press Zone and Rocket Sports Media. And uh, enjoy the hockey this week. And we'll see you back here next Tuesday to start talking about the playoffs. Uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio.